This show is distributed by SoundCloud. Welcome! Welcome to episode 102 of Texting, hosted by myself, Justin Vincent, and Jason Roberts. On today's show, we're chatting with Josh Bernhard and Bracey Smith, creators of Pioneer One. Pioneer One is a long-form TV drama distributed via the net. The cool thing is, these guys are skipping out the TV networks and completely bootstrapping this project by selling merchandise, getting sponsorship, and raising donations. Hi guys, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having us. Yeah, guys, we're really excited to have you on. In fact, um, I was pretty surprised uh, when I first found out about Pioneer One. Um, a friend of mine, I guess, pointed me to the show. And he said that you guys, I think your first episode, you raised like $6,000 to shoot it. And as a result, you had something like over a million downloads. Is that right? Uh, yeah, more or less. We were doing the pilot as a proof of concept. Uh, people didn't really know what we were talking about doing when we were describing it. But they said, uh, wait, uh, you're doing a show like on the web? But so what? Is it like, you know, five minutes or, or 10 minutes long? Then we're like, then we're like no, it's a, a show you would see on TV except we're making it available online. And people are like, I don't understand. Is it funny? And we're like, no, no, it's a TV show on the web. Right. Uh, people didn't know what it was we were talking about. So we said, okay, we'll shoot a pilot. We'll beg, borrow, and steal. And we raised $6,000 on uh, Kickstarter, which was spent on, on the stuff that we absolutely need to spend money on, which is, you know, food and transportation. And, you know, someone has to run out to get a sewing kit because, like, you know, someone popped a button and, like, you know, stuff like that. How many people were, were involved in the, in the pilot? Uh, somewhere around 15 to 20. With Kickstarter, like how did that 6,000 roll in? How did you kind of promote it on Kickstarter itself? Well, the interesting thing is uh, the initial plan for that 6,000 uh, uh, did not include uh, shooting a pilot. Uh, uh, we were just trying to pull together the money to, uh, to get the idea uh, together in general. Um, and then when we... Uh, I'll push it over to the idea of, hey, you know, if we really just uh, scraped and 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 did it, we would be able to shoot a pilot more so than just a proof of concept, but just shoot the full pilot. So then, uh, when we put together the idea for a Kickstarter to raise the money, then uh, we also kind of put out our calls to the people that uh, knew that what we were trying to do. So we had uh, people who were interested in writing articles about it in the BitTorrent community, uh, which definitely helped get eyes on on the project in the very beginning, which uh, uh, helped us uh, uh, basically pull in all our friends and family and then people beyond uh, uh, to support the project. So, you know. Josh, could you um, maybe give us a an overview of what Pioneer One is, I mean, in terms of the story and plot? Sure. The story begins with an incident that we show in the pilot, which uh, something falls out of the sky, and uh, these days uh, something blows up, and, 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 and people get hurt on the ground. Everyone assumes it's uh, terrorism, so that's how it's responded to. But it turns out that it's it appears to be a space capsule from the Soviet Union from the 1980s with a guy inside, 
who says he has traveled from Mars, where um, the Soviets sent people in the 80s, and he is the child of two of those cosmonauts who supposedly have been living on Mars uh, for the last 30 years or so. And, and what came? And what gave you the idea? How did you come up with it in the first place? I'm really bad at answering that question. I really don't know. It was just where do ideas come from thing. I mean, who? <laughs> does anyone? Does anyone really know? I don't know. I mean, so uh, you, if you, you, you. Uh, you and Bracy were sitting around one day, just kind of throwing around ideas. I mean, this was something that you had been kind of thinking about, and you came with Bra- came to Bracy and say, "Hey, I got this idea." I mean, how did that whole thing come yeah. together? Uh, basically, yeah. Um, uh, Bracy and I um, have known each other for a long time. We met um, we met in school, and we were uh, both kind of pursuing. Um, well, uh, but why don't you talk about this, Bracy? Uh, like, okay, well, we, uh, like, Josh and I both went to uh, Binghamton University together, and uh, we met at the television station, uh, and at the time I was, I was uh, the general manager of the station, and he, uh, of the college station, it's like closed circuit, and uh, he was making a show, and uh, it intrigued me, and from there, kind of uh, blossomed into a relationship of, of, of creating stuff in that genre, which is more towards... Uh, more towards a television-oriented type of filming as opposed to, like, we want to make a movie. We were more interested in, in actual serial stuff. So, uh, I, I, uh, for Pioneer One, uh, like always, we're always uh, tossing ideas back and forth, and uh, he had told me this one. And uh, to me, it's if you know Josh, uh, this isn't a, like an idea. This isn't a surprise to think that, oh, uh, uh, he would think of something like this it's just because if you know him and you like, you know, his influences, this is just like the perfect marriage of all the things that, uh, that, you know, he's interested in. So, well, what uh, shows, what shows, uh, most influenced, uh, the concept of the show? Uh, the West wing, I would say. Really? The West wing. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, uh yeah. <laughs> Because I was going to say X-Files, maybe a little bit of Fringe or Lost, maybe a little bit of 24. I mean, were any of those shows, uh, did any of those shows influence at all in terms of this type of story, the type of character, or the pacing or anything? Um, not the type of story, not the type of character. I think that, I mean, obviously, I've seen all those shows. I'm, I'm, I'm intimately familiar with, uh, with the X-Files and and. And, um, and Lost and, and Fringe and 24 and all those shows. The, but they kind of have, um, uh, but there's kind of a shorthand of how um, uh, those worlds of, you know, of government agents of some, of some agency, it doesn't matter, um, and something crazy happens, um, how, how it's handled and how um, uh, people behave and respond and what goes on. So um, it was it was it was um, a way to to get into the larger story of the show uh, uh, by starting out with things that that are familiar, that that are that are understandable, that are things that that um, uh, uh, people uh, uh, can uh, recognize as um, as as uh, things that they're used to seeing. So it was actually, uh, those shows were only an influence insofar as we were aware that there, um, that comparisons would be drawn, uh, because, uh, because on the surface there were some, uh, similar superficial elements, but, 
it's really just the way the way to get to get into uh, the story. And if um, the, uh, the show um, is allowed to uh, con- continue um, through the whole kind of story arc that we um, have planned out for it, it's 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 going to uh, turn into something um, very different than okay what it is now. So. So okay, so I'll, and Bracey, I'll, I'll direct this question to you then. Um, so, if West Wing was the uh, the influence, the primary influence, as in, in and Bracey, if I understand correctly, you 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 were the director and um, Josh is the writer. Is that is that yes. the right breakdown? Okay. So Bracey, how as a director, I mean, how what about the West Wing influenced uh, Pioneer One? How 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 did it influence you guys? Um. Well. I mean, I don't know if you ever watched the show, but uh, uh, the style of acting and writing and uh, filming was always something very uh, unique to uh, that show, which, I I mean, uh, to me, uh, you see it in other things that Aaron Sorkin made, but, uh, or or wrote, but really the long shots, the walk and talks, uh, it really showcased the actor's uh, capability, and that was actually something that I'd wanted to do for the pilot uh, uh, for multiple reasons, because it was... Uh, cheaper to get a shot, uh, cheaper and faster to get it done in one shot. Um, and people would get the idea of what we're trying to do more so than if we uh, spend a lot of time trying to uh, uh, get all the coverage and, and get it out there the way uh, that, you know, people, would, like, instead of trying to uh, fight with the big boys in the way that they do it, it's just like, well, let's uh, let's try it a different way and uh, this way, uh, we can at least get the idea out there. Like everybody understands that uh, we're limited in in funding, and like uh, we're limited by all these other things. But if we can at least uh, get people to see uh, that, uh, that the idea of doing uh, things that we can at least uh, touch upon the uh, the style that we like. So uh, the whole uh, the whole West Wing thing was uh, really just because of of the speed in which people uh, would talk and the pacing in which. Uh, the acting would kind of, of shine. We really wanted to kind of uh, uh, touch upon that in some way. So the, the, so the idea of having, say, a, a one-angle scene, because I noticed in the first episode there was definitely the case where there would be scenes where there would be one camera angle the whole time. So that's kind of how um, West Wing, the West Wing was shot. Uh, oftentimes it would be one angle for the whole scene. Uh, uh, not one angle as much as a, a one camera take. And, uh, okay. Uh, they would have a lot of walk and talks through the hallways and 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 switch it off and then and and it really uh, to me it always just showcased the uh, the capabilities. I know some people say uh, that one of the weak points of the show is the acting, uh, but uh, 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 but I don't think people understand. <laughs> like uh, I don't think people fully understand uh, how much editing crafts some some actors' performances and and I, I kind of like letting. I, I don't know. It's just I, I have I, I take argument with that just because I, I think people are used to the context in which they see uh, they see acting sometimes. It's a, just a really hard thing to uh, to pull off. Well, the other thing well, is, I mean, the st- the stage that you are. I mean, this is something that we've we've witnessed with the podcast. If you listen to our episode one, I mean, quite frankly, it's awful. I mean, the sound quality is awful. We didn't have the knowledge of how to speak to each other correctly, how to make it sound interesting. Now we're on episode 102, <laughs> and it's yeah. it's got a lot better. And I'm I'm presuming that something similar is going to happen to you guys. I mean, I think you guys have started out a million times better than we did on your first episode. 
but uh, oh, well, I mean, thanks. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I think you can tell a definite difference between episode one. I mean, the pilot and episode two. I think it's a definite step up. And uh, agreed, you've you've got more cuts already in episode two than you do in episode one. Yeah, and yeah. and also with that is because we had uh, the time to prepare and and look at it, and it wasn't like a rush to uh, uh, to get it done and get it out because. Uh, limited finances i mean we still had limited finances but uh uh, that time we had prepared for a little bit longer shoot and and being able to take our time with it a little bit more one thing i noticed between episode one and episode two is the title artwork and title animation stuff is different and i was wondering are you going to go back to episode one and make that the same so that when new people coming into the series come through there's they're going to see kind of um, consistency between the oh, episodes. We had thought about that. Uh, Josh, you, you can talk about that. Uh, no, yeah. I mean, um, we we actually had uh, considered that because we did um, uh, revisit the pilot and make some uh, some, some, some changes. Um, and when we were doing that, uh, we considered uh, putting in the opening, the opening uh, title sequence that we, um, that uh, uh, Bracey and, and Neil um our our art director uh had put together but but um but you'll actually uh notice that w- with a lot of of first of first episodes uh they they don't uh bother with a standard opening title sequence the um and the reason is uh, the same reason why we eventually decided not to is because uh, but you don't but this is your first introduction uh, uh to the show so but you don't um, but you just kind of want to uh, jump right into it. Yeah, you're, just, not, you're not hooked on it yet, so you just want to jump in. So why, why have this kind of whole big fanfare when you don't actually know what it is yet? You know, I was, I was, re- I was watching an X-Files, uh, the, the pilot episode the other day. Yeah. I had this Roku player so you can watch these old series. Yeah. And every, the music wasn't the same, the intro mm-hmm. stuff, everything was different. But they didn't go back and change it. It doesn't really matter. Well, but they, they didn't have the medium of the internet. I was just thinking, like, how interesting is it that we have, you know, it's, it, it could be like a living, breathing series where you kind of re-edit it and retweak it just to make it a little bit better as time goes on. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I mean that's I mean that's uh, uh, certainly true, but that's actually something that kind of um, uh, f- frightens me a little bit uh, <laughs> because <laughs> because uh, the 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 ability to uh, uh, to constantly be going back and making uh, tweaks and and changes at some point you just need to let go of it yeah or it's because but you need to. I mean, I feel that you need to uh, come to terms with the fact that you are never going to be a hundred percent happy with whatever you do. But, but uh, when you get to a place where you realize if you get like uh, uh 75%, then you start to, but to uh, uh, get incrementally a little more each time. But I mean, if you get uh 75% of, of what uh, you wanted, I mean, well, you're able to pull it off, and it's it's uh, it, it is working the way that it's supposed to work. So, but, but you kind of uh, the heavy lifting is there, and then it's moving forward. It's uh, the detail stuff. It's the the uh, finessing stuff. So, I mean, if you can say that, and and I would say that um, uh, the work that we've done so far uh, with Pioneer One, obviously, uh, uh, there are things about it that that aren't what I had hoped um but that's the whole thing i mean that's 
uh, uh, the process uh, uh, that I think is is not. Um, it's, it's, I, is it sort of like better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all kind of thing? Definitely. <laughs> 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 <Put> it, okay. <laughs> I, suppose, I mean, I suppose in a sense, but um, uh, but but you know, the you um, you're more satisfied. Uh, uh, paradoxically, you um, uh, for me at least, when you're starting out and you're very inexperienced with uh, whatever it is. I mean, well, you guys. We're talking about uh, doing your podcast, and you know we're uh, trying to make a TV show. But, but I mean, with uh, with with a lot of things in the very beginning, you have very high expectations and very little experience. So uh, uh, that combination can sometimes lead to uh, uh, something that's uh, way off the mark from what you had intended, and uh, the disappointment or discouragement is that much higher. But uh, paradoxically, for me, the more the more experience that that i have uh the more that i learn the the better that i know how to get what it is i'm going for the closer that i can uh make the final product um the 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 happier i uh, this is going to sound weird but the happier i am with less uh because because i know that it's not i'm not going to be a hundred percent happy with it, but I know that that like ninety percent is knocking it out of the ballpark. Uh, the, yeah. But that's, I mean, if you can do that, uh, then but then that's for me. But I mean, that's you know when we started the podcast, it was interesting because the very first episode um, was kind of a disaster. <laughs> in the sense that we went in thinking we had this great idea, this great vision of how it was going to be, I think. I mean, you know, at least in my mind, I had an idea of like what I was going to sound like and how the show was going to go. And I completely froze up. It was terrible. And but luckily, before we before we recorded the first show, we promised ourselves we agreed that we would do 10 shows no matter what. And oh. if we had not agreed to doing 10 shows we may have given up after that first show because it was so disappointing well i wouldn't as we went you would have (laughs) (laughs) right i mean i was already i I I was already a semi-pro when we started you were the beginner (laughs) 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 all right so well i remember we talked after the show and we were both a little depressed about it you remember that justin i do there was was a heavy feeling of depression about how bad you were it was real letdown yeah okay (laughs) All right. I'm so, kidding. But I'm that's kidding. exactly what I. But, well, but uh, you're describing. But that's an example of the process that that I was talking about. But like you know, you don't. Uh, you have such high expectations because you don't know any better. But yeah. you don't. But you don't know how to do it. And you don't know that uh, those high expectations aren't. It's not. It's not really going to be like that. I mean, that's what you strive for, but that's, it's, it's more, it's, um, more stuff happens in the process and you need to learn to just kind of go with it instead of be, um, like, oh, it's only, it's only 90% of what I wanted. I mean, this is a disaster. It isn't, it isn't worth anything, but, uh, that's, uh, the whole, for me is, it's like, I mean, that's the place you need to get to. But to be okay well, the thing, with the that. thing that the thing that you guys did, which is the most important thing, is you shipped a product. I mean, you actually did it, and you, yeah. I imagine the vast, vast majority of of um, other 
sort of up and coming writers and directors are sitting around in coffee shops talking about their big idea and their pitch and their script and they're doing nothing. They got nothing, in our, and but you guys just said, screw it. We're just going to go do it. And that puts you in a whole different level, regardless of whether it came out quite how you imagined. I mean, the, the most important thing is you actually did something. Well, we were, uh, we were definitely accepting from the very beginning that there were a lot of things in the process that we just did not have down yet. But it, to us, it was more important to start the conversation and start the project and and kind of put it out there in a way of not being like, hey, we're amazing filmmakers, look at this uh, amazing finished product, but more like help us get to the point where we all want this to be. But Jason, they didn't just ship a product. They got the very core components absolutely correct, which are, it doesn't really matter about the quality, et cetera, et cetera. The main thing that matters, the only thing that matters is when I finish, firstly, can I get through this? Can I watch this whole thing? And secondly, do I want to watch the second one? This, this basically entices me to watch the second one. And they got that right. And I think that that speaks volumes. Sure. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, yeah, absolutely. They made a, they made, they made a compelling show. Uh, at least to me, it was compelling. So I have to say, I can't speak for you, Justin, but I can tell you for myself, I watched the first one. I was like, all right, I want to watch the second one. That's good. So the yeah, so mission accomplished. But the other thing I, 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 it, that might be the case with you guys, I think, because you've done, you've done two shows, and I can tell from our podcast is that I think your, your um, audience grows with you. They, they kind of pick up, and they, yeah. they kind of they, they pick you up warts and all, right? Like, you know, they go, okay, so this isn't quite good enough, and this isn't good enough, but, it's, but whatever, it's compelling enough. And then as it improves, they become kind of endeared to you guys because they're like, okay, I've been with you guys since you're an indie band, and you're playing in a coffee sh- you know, you're playing in a bar with 10 people listening to you, you know? Uh, that's exactly the example that that I use, but that's yeah. and that's and that's, um, and that's also part part of what I uh, we kind of knew intellectually, but we were just talking about this uh, last night. We kind of um, were aware of this starting um, the idea that you know uh, the um, uh, the kind of the uh, personal uh, connection that we were going to have. Uh, uh, with our viewers, uh, uh, just by the, the very nature of the fact that uh, we we are are uh, basically relying completely on um, uh, social media and uh, word of mouth, but uh, but uh, to get people to watch the show. So, uh, uh, what we're realizing though is that we we uh, that's really something that that. Um, we was really key to the success of the show uh, uh, that um, you know uh, uh, fostering those connections and um, the uh, uh, the closeness that um, we the content creators have to the uh, the viewers the uh, the fans or, or the uh, the audience I mean that's part of I think why. The, the show has potential to be successful is because of exactly what you're saying. Uh, uh, it's, it's that thing of when you see a great new show that nobody's watching, then you tell all your friends and then in year two uh, the show becomes a hit and then everyone's talking about it. But then you, but then, then you can, but you kind of uh, uh, take some, some pride and feel a connection to the show. You're personally invested because uh uh, you feel, but you remember when no one was watching the show, and you were the only one that was saying, "Hey, Blake, you should really watch this." It's like you know, you were there when, 
uh, 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 that's um, uh, uh, sort of, I think, something that is going to end up being really important for us because uh, I think there's an opportunity here for 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 a fan uh, to become really uh, personally in invested in the show because uh, because unlike a lot of other things, uh, the show is literally dependent on uh, how people, how motivated uh, uh, people are willing to uh, uh, to get behind it. I mean, uh, 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 literally a five dollar uh, donation through our website is um is but you are literally c contributing to the show and been helping to make it happen. And I think we we literally did contribute to the show. We gave you guys twenty bucks yesterday. Oh, thank oh. you very much. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I, I'd like to just switch to um to Casey if that's all right, Jason. Bracy. Uh, so so Jesus to to Bracy. Right. Edit three. We can we can just come on, Justin. Uh, hey, Who's the semi pro? Who's the semi pro? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's all right. I've gotten much worse than Casey. My my name's been all over the place. <laughs> so so Bracy, what this question I got for you is, um. I mean, I guess it is for both of you as well. Because you guys are, I guess, semi-pro um, in this. It, it, <laughs> I'm sorry. Versus, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you're, you're laughing because of the why? Why? No, no, I'm laughing um, because it's just strange. The idea that, I mean, it doesn't feel that way. So it you, doesn't you it feel doesn't... you feel pro or you feel no? No, I don't. No, no, I don't at all. <laughs> I don't at all. It's oh, just, so you were laughing that I even had pro in the sentence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Okay, well, so... I thought uh, you would have offended them, Justin. I was like, great, nice job, Justin. <laughs> okay, well, so, so in, I'm, I'm guessing in the world of professional television, if you were working in networks, your roles would be very defined. A director would be a director and a writer would be a writer. So what I'm wondering is, I mean, we, we know that in, in our world of startups, like, you have to do everything. Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm the coder, I'm the marketer, I'm the salesman. And I'm wondering, in terms of division of labor and also in terms of control of input, and I guess this is, this question is going to Casey, like, do you guys... Casey! Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I quit this show. Okay, Casey. <laughs> can, can I get another co-host? Come on. <laughs> That's so funny. I just slagged you off for being unprofessional and I'm just useless. All right, Casey. Yeah, it's yeah. just such an unusual name. No, I, I know, I know. Anyway. Anyway, um, in terms of division of labor and control, do you guys get mixed up? I mean, how do you how do you work through that? How do you deal with that? Um, uh, there's, I think, like you said, with most uh, uh, small uh, uh, small uh, endeavors, there's often a lot of hats that everyone has to wear, and that, uh, that's no different for this. Uh, there is a lot of overlap. Uh, but honestly, I think the communication is the most important thing. Like I think uh, Josh and I, uh, from a very early stage, have been able to communicate about things with this project and not have like our egos get tied up into it too much, uh, which I think uh, uh, really benefited every stage of this. So then when people uh, uh, come on, uh, it's a little easier for them to wear hats, wear multiple hats and not necessarily uh, uh, get the credit along with those extra hats that they're wearing because it's the same thing, uh, uh, the same thing for us. There's, I think uh, uh, both of us have our hands in every, uh, every element of this thing. From, Literally. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, literally down uh, 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 to the uh, making of the music, to the uh, of the special effects, to the uh, the marketing and the promoting and the you know. I mean, ev- everything. Even more, but 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 I mean, I mean, I mean, even more than that. I mean, um, I mean, I have steamed shirts for, yeah. for wardrobe, and and I, um, uh, uh, you know, clean up. I've cleaned up uh, the room uh, when 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 everyone um, uh, broke for lunch and they're all done. I mean, someone, someone has to do this and whatever I can do, if, if, if uh, there's, there's something that needs to be done and, 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 and on that day, the guy is me, but to be, but to be uh, picking up uh, food for everybody. I mean, I mean, that's what, I mean, that's what we do. I mean, basically whatever, whatever needs to be done, uh, uh, yeah. Because no one else is going to do it. We've all you been guys. the gophers. <laughs> and yeah, I've yeah, been yeah. a gopher for somebody who was uh, interning with us and just like, you know, like somebody who's, who ju- jumped on the sound and was nice enough to do the sound for us. Uh, I was the person who would go and get stuff for them because they needed this equipment. It's like you, you have to be willing to go and go into it whole hog. It's not glamorous work. It's not. <laughs> it's not glamorous work. It's the be- point. Be- because no one's getting paid. Does do, do people try and overstep their bounds? For example, would an actor try and get some of the get get you know change the script and get some some of their own writing in? Does that kind of stuff happen? Or never happened. Uh, I, I, I uh, there has. I mean, uh, because we do a lot of rehearsing before we actually get to the shoots. Uh, uh, there have been moments where uh, people are are just asking about uh, what the lines are, or if they could. Uh, change it uh, and generally it's like I'm just like stick uh, 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 we're going to stick to the script and occasionally uh, somebody has changed the line but it, it often wasn't intentional it was like literally they, they just had a lapse and, and it ends up more spontaneous and maybe yeah, better yeah, right, I yeah. And, and, it, and it just happens every now and then but uh, you know most, most of the time everybody is uh, uh, more than happy to stick to the script so, yeah, well, I think what I mean, I think, I'm sorry, I think that, that, that I mean, obviously, like, in terms of the rehearsal, if a line isn't uh, playing, or if it doesn't seem, seem, seem natural, I mean, that's uh, one thing, but, but, um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but I don't think that, that anyone has ever, has ever been like, uh, you know, I think my character should have a scene like this, and, and, you know, and, but I've written down some ideas, like, uh, uh, maybe we can do this, uh, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that I guess that 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 then speaks to the fact that the story is just good. It's is the right script to the right story. So, so you guys must. I mean, as much as hard, uh, hard work is involved, and as much as you have to do a lot of the uh, a lot of different things that you may not want to do. I mean, this must be uh, just incredibly fun for you guys, right? I mean. You know, you probably. I mean, as you come up in your career, and you're like, "Oh, I want to be a writer, a director," and you just wait for opportunities. But you guys go out and do it. Just went out and did it. I mean, are you guys having a blast doing this? Is it as fun as you thought it would be? <laughs> uh, uh, there are a lot of fun, uh, fun moments. I will say that <laughs> there are uh, uh, definitely. It's a lot more fun when I look back. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, uh, 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 but I will say that you know, uh, uh, because. Uh, uh, we went in this uh, being open and vulnerable and uh, uh, willing to go forward uh, with it not being uh, uh, not being everything that uh, we would want it to be. Um, 
a meaning and, and not with anybody involved, but more so just like, uh, you know, uh, being able to financially afford the show that we want to uh, be able to produce and show and, and, and see ourselves. Um, uh, there are, are, there are moments where, you know, it takes a little bit of a knock and things, uh, uh things that you might be expecting, uh, don't play out the way you expect it to. And, and it just kind of, you know, it, it brings you back down to, uh, uh earth for, a nice hot second and <laughs> it kind of humbles you out. But uh, overall, I wouldn't trade this experience uh, for anything because this is exactly uh, what I want to be doing. Like I but, would, but, but no, yeah, yeah, that was, um, but that was going to be, uh, uh, my response. I mean, uh, yes. Like I, I, I need to say yes, that, that we're having fun because, uh, we are, I mean, even though uh, there are some, it's, it's not, I mean, there have been some low, low moments and a lot of hard work. But um, like like Bracey said, I, I there's nothing else I would rather be doing. So, but, you know, every once in a while, I, I feel like you need to kind of stop and, and smell the roses sort of thing. Sure. But to get some perspective, um, because when I think about um, what I would be doing if I wasn't doing this, I mean, I, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have any, um, I mean, to be doing exactly what you want to be doing, um, is really lucky. And I just hope it, it, uh, lasts and we're able to, to keep on doing this for the rest of our lives. So, so I have, I have Justin, I have two related questions, if you don't mind. I get it sure, sure. Get in there. Okay. So the first is. Um, one, how are you guys supporting yourselves during the, I mean, I imagine that this is taking, this isn't just shooting on the weekends. Um, but if it is, I mean, how, how are you guys supporting yourselves while you're doing this? Uh, we'll get back to you on that. We're still here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, supporting. Uh, I actually, I think about this much like, uh, uh Kurt Cobain, uh, when they released Nevermind, I heard a story that, uh, uh, when that album released, he was outside of a record store. Uh, and homeless, and seeing his own album that he himself could not buy, <laughs> and so uh, I think I, I saw like, that. I think I saw that same show on Biography Channel or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, it's I, it's like, I, I think it's like if this if this show uh, cost any money, uh, I I couldn't buy it at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not homeless, but you know, like it is. Uh, you know, every. I've happily given everything I had uh, to the show. And so, Wait, so are, you, are you guys living off savings? Are you living at home? Are you working part-time jobs? I mean, how do you even just say pay just the very bare essentials, pay your rent or whatever? Uh, mostly savings and uh, uh, some freelance jobs, basically. Okay. How many episodes uh, have you recorded yeah. so far? How many episodes are in the can? If you include the pilot, four. And and what's your, what's your kind of release schedule? Um, well, uh, that's been something that we have been going back and forth on for a while but um highly guarded secret ah. <laughs> just kidding just kidding uh, uh actually i just talked to uh a jamie from uh voto today and i brought up the idea because josh was interested in releasing on valentine's day and he said uh, oh, that might be a possibility so we'll 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 see Hopefully. I, I only ask because I mean I, I'm just thinking I'm I, I really want to watch the third episode and if I have any sway in getting it out sooner rather than later, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll send you that. a pre-release copy. Uh, yeah, ah. I'm sure they'll change their shooting schedule for your uh, viewing. <laughs> yeah. okay. okay, send me a pre-release copy. That's fine. Well, that how about me? Okay, I'm sorry. Go on. 
Well, no, well, I mean, I was just going to say real quick, but you know what's funny? Uh, there's not really such thing as a pre-release copy because um, uh, what ends up happening, I mean, you know that, that uh, by the saying that um, uh, uh, work will, uh, will fill the time that you have, but to, but to get it sure. done? Um, we, we, uh, the, uh, the episode when it comes out, uh, the paint is literally still wet. It's like, it's like, you know, it, it was just, it was like just, it, it was just finished. Like we have, it's, uh, I mean, it really, it comes down to the wire because it's, um, but I think you were just about to ask, uh, uh, the time that it takes to make an episode, uh, Truth be told, it's hard to say because uh, right now, for example, uh, 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 Bracey and I are doing um, the lion's share of, of the post work. So, so if, if something is going to make progress, it's because we are making it happen. So um, but, but at this point, um, we don't. Uh, really have as many people on the post end as we did um, uh, in certain other periods. So, well, you mean during that pilot, you had more people helping you doing editing and after and special effects than in the sound editing uh, well, than you do now? Oh, uh, we had we had uh, more people available to us because because it was it was a one off, but it was a shorter period of time. So you know, uh, uh, people are more willing to be like, oh yeah, like I'll take off like a weekend and. We're like, I'll work on this for a while for you guys. I mean, like, uh, but but it's uh, the problem that we're having is that, um, sure, uh, 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 me and Bracey are willing to put everything we have into this show to get it done. But um, you can't expect everybody to be willing to do that. Uh, and what uh, people have already uh, uh, given to us is way more than I than I ever would have imagined um, possible. But, but, you know, you can't be, be taking over people's lives for months and months if you're not uh, paying the money uh, to subsist, uh, to live. Right. So, so uh, okay. Well, then I have, to, I have a, a question on that then. Okay. So, first of all, I mean, are these actors and these people, I mean – did you have any kind of agreement for compensation, like back end, if you ever get advertising or get picked up by some kind of uh, small network, or um, or is everybody just doing this for real time so that they have they have something on film that they can use to show um, show for themselves? Well, the pilot was shot under the idea that uh, uh, no one's getting paid for this, but if this gets picked up and it goes anywhere, then obviously everybody gets to ride on that on that ship, right? Um, and then uh, we. Uh, we just finished our contracts for, you know, we got the contracts out for, uh, for people moving forward. So if this, if this show in one way or another uh, does make serious money <clears throat> after taking care of all the costs of doing it, um, uh, then everybody gets compensated equally. You know. Oh, really? So everybody everybody has an equal share of sort of profit sharing. All your actors and your DP. I mean, equal to the amount of work that they uh, okay. uh, that they put in. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 uh, proportional. Like you know, so and so will get uh, such and such percentage of whatever pool of money that is. Uh, but but um, I was just saying uh, 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 this to you, Bracey, in our meeting yesterday. No one is doing this show to get rich. And if you're, and if you're doing it for the money, or for the expectation of some huge uh, 
uh, uh, payday that's at some point in the horizon, then uh, you're, I mean, that's... But you're well, in the wrong could, place. <laughs> yeah, but it, it could serve the same the same role as sort of Clerks did for Kevin Smith or um, El Mariachi did for uh, Robert Rodriguez, right? I mean, they shot these low budget uh, films that then brought them some credibility and attention, which then snowballed for their for them in their careers, right? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully that uh, that's the case. Yeah, that, love for that, that to would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was a story I was listening to on NPR. And I can't remember the name of the guy, but basically it was this guy who decided that he wanted to be a chat show host like, like Conan O'Brien. I, I, I heard that. It was on This American Life. Oh, right. Yeah, this I, yeah I listened to that too. It was sort of, it was, it was sort of painful. It, no, it, it was devastating. Yeah. The reason why I was reminded of it, because you said that for the first show, people were really excited and uh, you know, into it. And then the second show, because it was, it was a second rather than a one-off, it was a little bit harder to get those people. Right. So I'm just wondering... What you think that's going to be like, you know, 10 shows down the road or maybe second season? And, and do you take any lessons from what happened to that guy? Um, well, uh, what's interesting is that uh, we want to, uh, to finish out the first uh, season of story for the show, which means we need to shoot another two episodes for a total of six. And then um, uh, once we get six episodes done and we have the season as a unit um i think that uh, uh we're going to figure out what the future of the show is but i think that that um uh, being able to show to show people um uh, like the uh, the whole the whole season and like you know people can uh watch it the way uh people uh binge through whole uh, uh, uh season dvd sets of shows like you know, they just they're able to sit down and, and watch the whole thing. But I think that that um, that uh, being able to stand on its own and be an example of what the show what the show is and uh, what we're capable of. Um, from then from then on, um, I think we are going to um, get, if the show continues, it is going to have to uh, take on some other form. I mean, what exactly that is, um, we don't necessarily know. It's 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 really whatever is going to, whatever um, circumstances or opportunities are going to uh, come together to allow us to continue the show. But but I I don't think uh, we we can uh, continue to do a show in in perpetuity the way that we've been doing it. We uh, but we're only able to do this because uh, we have a goal that we're trying to get to. Right. Now, okay, now when you talk about a new form, you mean for, primarily that would mean financing, right? So you yeah. get somebody coming right. in, some, some small studio or something picks it up, or you come up with some really cool advertising model that you know, gives you the, the money that you need to go for it, right? It's just really just about uh, financing at this point. Uh, yeah. 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 And okay. we're not even yeah. talking about a lot of financing. I mean, how, how much do you think how much do you think you'd need to be sort of break even where, you know, nobody's getting rich, but everybody's going along and and, and, it, and it's working. You're not in physical pain anymore. Because uh, of that. <laughs> uh, for for a, for a season of show for like but to do like another six episodes or even or even 10 episodes, um, I would say uh, what well, I mean, there's what we'd want and there's what uh, we think is start with what you'd want. That ain't, ain't big. Want, uh, I'd say I I would say uh, probably about 
uh, uh, for the entire season, I'd say about like a, a two million to comfortably uh, pay everybody what they should be paid and uh, uh, do the show and bring to it uh, the elements that uh, we want, uh, which is uh, uh, which is a lot because I mean, uh, uh, which isn't. It sounds like a lot, but uh, the idea that most TV shows that are dramas uh, that aim for the uh, the hour long spot are are generally between uh, a million to two million an episode. So, uh, yeah, uh, so budget, ta- yeah, right, yeah. So to take that for an entire season, I think is, um, you know, I'm, I, it's not it's not absolutely ridiculous. To- it's still being made for nothing. I mean, by by. Uh- but the the industry standards. I mean, I mean, if we it's it sounds ridiculous to say, but if we had two million dollars, we would still. Have, but from their eyes, uh, we would still be doing it for nothing. It's a ninety percent right. saving for for one of those uh, stations who normally put it out, like ABC or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like you could have a, a um, and we've talked about this before, but you could you could. Rather than putting twenty million dollars into one show, get ten two million dollars shows and see what happens with them. You know, that, that's um, my thinking as well. I I mean that makes complete sense to me. I don't, um, but I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not. Running. You're not in charge of financing for the studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Okay. How how much effort in terms of how much time and effort does it take, say, in terms of days and in terms of maybe total hours to do a show now? So if you're shooting your next episode, you know, from scratch, what, what would it take? What goes into it? Well, I mean, it, it's uh, I mean, it's it really depends on um, the amount of people that we have and uh, the things. But I mean, obviously, if we had if we had the money that we wanted, um, I say we could do a show. Uh, from start to finish in in a month. Okay. Uh, but I mean, uh, if you're shooting if you're shooting episode five because you've done four, you're going episode five. You don't have financing. What's it gonna? What's it? What, I mean, how many hours a day is it gonna take for you to do number five? Number five. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I, well, it's it's funny because uh, we don't uh, like traditionally you would uh, uh, shoot one episode in a week and then go to the next episode the next week and then take care of whatever you shot in the first episode, like tying it up the, the next week and stuff like that. But uh, being that everything is uh, limited time with the actors, limited time with the locations uh, and the crew, uh, uh, we have to kind of generally uh, look at it as the, uh, I don't know, the, the Costco plan of, of shooting. You got to shoot everything in, in bulk. So it's, uh, uh, so like a two, three, and four, we shot all three of the three of those at the exact same time. So we had hair and makeup there. So if, if we had this one location for uh, a five hours and that was it for the, for the month of shooting. And we had uh, a, a two episodes uh, to shoot in that location. We'd uh, shoot the first episode and then have hair and makeup, uh, change them to whatever uh, the next episode was. And then we would do that scene. Um, yeah, so that sounds very smart. I mean, is that how um, George Lucas did episodes one, two and three of star Wars? They shot, shot all three of them at the same time or something like that. Uh, no, that was actually, uh, uh, the plan at one point, but that's actually not what ended up what ended up happening. He shot them all in in sequential order. But but that is how um, uh, Lord of the but, Rings. Oh yeah, sure, right. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, Rings, Rings. Yeah. The um, uh, that's not how uh, a TV shows in the U.S. work, but in most other in most other countries in the U.K. Um, especially, they shoot the whole um, season. 
of show that they shoot all the episodes all together as one uh, big uh, production. So, uh, so I mean, I mean, it's not uh, that innovative. It's just like a, a something we do out of necessity. Uh, for example, um, uh, uh, it's not it's not really worth it for us to do five if we can't do do uh, uh, do do episode six as well. Okay. Well, okay. So, like, so then, so so when you shot two, three, and four at the same time, how long did it take to do those three? Uh, to shoot, shoot and prep and whatever from the time you started writing. I mean, because I mean, I imagine you wrote the pilot and shot it. I mean, did you didn't have to write the next three episodes and then shoot them, prep them, and then shoot them? And what so what did that take? Yeah, basically after that, it it, it Josh got the task of uh, writing uh, the episodes, and as he uh, pumped them out, as soon as it came to me, I would start to break them down and and uh, uh, myself and. Uh, our our uh, other producer, uh, Rachel McLaughlin, we would uh, break down the scripts and uh, see what we needed, and then we'd start to uh, cast. And then Josh would give us the next script and be like, "All right, what uh, what locations can we use that are in the same look? Like, you know, what 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 overlaps? What people overlap? What can we? And and really just start to break it down to the uh, uh, how can we do this? And then you'd bring uh, you bring in uh, we brought in uh, Neil Dvorak, our art director, and then. Uh, uh, the two of them were very diligent about getting the locations and getting the props and uh, pulling together. And then Josh would come with the other, uh, uh, the fourth script. And then we put that into the mix and it's like, you know, so just keep on adding it on and, and, and basically grinding it down to its uh, bare essentials and then uh, uh, organizing those in a way that it's like, all right, where's the game plan on all this? Like, and then, well, okay. And then when you shot, well, so how long did it take from, from that get go? Was that like a month of, of to- total time or, or, uh, uh, well, we, fo- we finally moved into, uh, a pre-production started in, uh, a July, I believe for the scripts of Josh writing it and getting it to me. And then, uh, I was starting to break it down. And then we uh, finally moved into our, our studio that we had for, uh, for three months, for making it. And so, uh, we moved into that and, uh, we were, go- we started shooting in October. Actually, yeah. The first week of October. Yeah. Yeah. The first week of October. So, uh, uh, so we had about a month, uh, a little bit more than a month to prepare for uh, principal photography. And then we shot for about three and a half weeks. I think that's what it comes down to. And when you shoot three and a half weeks, are you shooting almost every day, all day, or, or what? Yes, I think we had, yeah, we had a, a day or two off. off. Yeah, I think we had a day or two off, yeah. Wow. Um, and, and so all these actors that you're doing this, I mean, you, you, you approach them and say, hey, this is essentially for free, and we're going to yep. need you for three weeks straight, and I hope you don't have a job kind of thing? <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, we would work around what everybody, uh, what everybody had, so they didn't have it three weeks straight. Um, okay. Not everybody had it. There are some people that... Uh, uh, like our main actor James Rich, he he was in the bulk, and then also uh, uh, the other main actor, jeez, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Jack Haley. He uh, uh, the two of them have as well uh, the bulk of it. So yeah. oh, we had them all over the place. We had them, and, and God bless them, by the way. I mean, yeah, like, but, but I mean, you just uh, talking about it right now has just uh, made me you know, realize again, I can't believe that they were, were excited enough and, and, uh, 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 trusting enough about us and the project to be willing, uh, to do that. 
Yeah, and and also uh, uh, Jack Haley is even more amazing than we can possibly uh, express. Just because uh, until until September, well into September, we were still working uh, as if uh, our original uh, actor uh, Matthew Foster was going to be playing, continue playing Doctor Walzer, and so uh, when we realized because of uh, uh, the lack of financing that we had, and the fact that uh, Matt had gone uh, a union, and we could, we didn't have the financing uh, uh, to make it a union shoot. That yeah, we were but, going uh, to have to lose our main, uh, one of our main actors. But we couldn't afford him, basically. Yeah. We we, we, we just, so how we do just, you switch that? How do you switch that out? What, what's hap- I mean, obviously, we don't get to see. Maybe, maybe we we don't want to reveal this because those those episodes haven't been shown yet. Uh, uh, we actually uh, uh, they're shown. It's it. We reshot. We ended up uh, uh, reshooting the scenes that had uh, Doctor Walzer and and um, at the we so we re-edited the uh, the pilot with him in it and then uh, oh Dr. so you, oh so you had a different Doctor Walzer. So the guy with the red hair is not the your original Doctor Walzer. Uh, right. No, he's not. Oh, cool. That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Was, he the, was he the bald guy in the yes. first in the pilot? Yep. yep. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, and both are fantastic actors, but literally, uh, uh, we uh, we changed uh, uh, to Jack, and we had it couldn't have been more. Him. It couldn't have been more than two weeks before we started shooting. Yeah, and he has the like as far as the word count. I think he has more lines than any other character. So, uh, uh, so he came in and uh, uh, with like a week and a half of preparation, uh, uh, learned this new character, and then uh, went went full force right into it. And the fact that he's so good, absolutely, yeah, <laughs> yeah right, yeah. But you just answered one of my questions, so you can't swear on this. <laughs> well, <laughs> don't go crazy. No, don't yeah, go yeah, crazy. Yeah. You probably shouldn't swear on this, but okay. Well, uh, uh, yeah, uh, that was actually uh, when uh, talk about uh, uh, low moments. Um, for about a week, I was. Um, how should I say this nicely? I was soiling myself because I didn't. <laughs> I didn't That's know. nicely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to have to bleep anything out. I uh, uh, <laughs> because um, we literally had um, one of the most important characters in the show. Um, we didn't know who who was uh, going to play him, and I was so I didn't. It, it wasn't conceivable to me that we would be able to find a replacement that would be able uh, to knock it out of the park with that amount of time. Uh, but I mean, we did. Oh uh, yeah. I, we had actually casted Jack as a, like a bit part uh, uh, for like the fourth episode and his, and it was, it just happened to be one, it, the first thing that we shot. And so, um, uh, uh, and everybody was like, wow, he's amazing in that. And then uh, when we were given the situation, it was like, well, uh, uh, we're going to have to set up a casting call. But while we're doing that, you know, let's see if he's interested in the idea and open and available for the time that we have. And so just wait, which character happened. did he play? The redhead, uh, Dr. Walzer. Uh, 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 okay, yeah, Dr. Walzer. And, and actually, um, we had forgotten this, but he had actually read for uh, Dr. Walzer when we uh, were casting for the pilot. Which I had forgotten. Yeah. Um, right. Right. <laughs> so the 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 lead character. Um, what's that? What's the actor's name? 
Uh, James Rich. James Rich. Okay. So, I mean, I imagine it would be pretty hard to settle on your main character. I mean, it, you know, you look at some of these series and it's, it really, a lot of it rests on the quality of their, of your, of your lead. Um, yeah. how did you find him and how were you able to get him for so much time and you know, all that? Oh, it's funny because when he came in and, uh, uh he performed, uh, both Josh and I were like, well, uh, uh, he is the character. I mean, he's, uh, uh, uh he's, it's not even a thing. It was like, it wasn't even a question. Uh, uh, the issue was uh, that when we looked at him at that point, he looked too young. Yeah. <laughs> like we, we, we thought he was like, we were like, we think you're a little too young. We don't want people to think that, uh, uh, you know, our, uh, these are a bunch of young kids trying to uh, make an adult show and, you know, putting a, like adult clothes on kids and yeah. <laughs> and like yeah. running them around on stage. Like, uh, so we were really concerned about that. But uh, after after seeing him uh, play against everybody else, because we had kind of like a big ensemble uh, uh, recall after the ca- the original casting call, we had all the all the top choices come in and just like of actors that we. Uh, uh, we were really interested in working with uh, regardless we had them all come in and it's just like uh, uh, James really uh, uh, he really took control like I think he just he was the character through and through no matter what situation we put him in and it it just it was it no uncle I'm sorry but no uh, never mind well, I was going to switch the subject. I wanted to ask um, a little bit about the, some of the tech, um, if you don't mind. Um, we're a tech show, so I think uh, we, you know we, we tend to go that way anyway. Um, in terms of, like, say, the cameras, um, did you was this a camera that you had to rent or buy? What kind of cameras did how you have? How many cameras? Use? Yeah, how use? many cameras? I mean, what, what kind? But what was your shoot? What, what did you use technology-wise for you know audio and, and, and filming? Oh well, for the bulk of the show, we used uh, one camera. It was a Sony EX One, and uh, we used it because we had a connection with somebody who, uh, uh, where they worked, he was able to help us out and um, <laughs> uh, loan us uh, loan us this camera for the time period, so we didn't have to worry about uh, that or the other cards, and you know, we didn't have to worry about actually spending money on that, which uh, uh, helped us out immensely. Like there's. Uh, we wouldn't have been able to do. We wouldn't have been able to do the show if if we didn't if we didn't have. Uh, yeah, because the, the quality of the film I thought looked very TV show like. It didn't look like it was shot on a camcorder, um, which I was obviously very important because if soon something looks like video, it just looks takes you out of it. I think. And yeah. so I'd be curious. I'm looking at it right now on Amazon. It looks like it's about a five thousand dollar camera. Um, and were you shooting this in twenty four frames per second, which is what they call film look, as opposed to thirty frames per second, which is a standard video? speed uh, uh yes yes it was it was 24p but you'll also notice that there are things um like in the second episode uh, uh you saw uh, it was called like c c cast it's like a mock c-span um uh-huh. uh, that uh when we have inserts like that that's generally shot 30 uh, 30 frames a second a second and um were you doing anything for in post or anything to make it look more like a, t- uh, I don't know, I don't know, if, I wouldn't call it film look because it's a TV show, but if you, if you look at a major drama on TV, they look, there's not video, so it doesn't look like video even though it's not probably shot on 35 millimeter. So is there anything else you had to do to, to create that quality of look? Um, it, I kind of leave it up to the, uh, uh, the director of photography, but uh, it's, uh, it start, it start, I mean, 
uh, starting I mean, that's out where it just getting our, our, our gamma settings and stuff like that on the camera itself, and then uh, in post, just general uh, a basic color correction. I would have loved to have actually had somebody who could really go in and do uh, the serious color correction and like the serious uh, modifying and, and curves and getting that to what we really want it to be, but we just we just didn't have that option. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong. That's that's what often gives. Um very high level shows, high end shows, they're they're kind of professional feel. It's the it's the post processing. It's yeah. it's like with music yeah. when you when you compress and you master and you finalize a song. Right. So um I'm guessing that you guys were able to take it to a certain level, but probably you could you could spend like <clears throat> I don't know, a couple of hundred grand just putting it through that uh, kind of finalization process to just absolutely. give it give it the sheen, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I was, you know, like, like I said, I was impressed by the by the general look of the film. So, no, it was just one camera, though. It was one camera shoot. So if you were going to do, like, multiple angles, you would have to reshoot the whole thing. It wasn't like it was a multi-camera shoot where you could position two or three cameras. Yeah, we didn't have, <laughs> we didn't have that <laughs> capability. We, uh, we did, there are some things coming up that we did utilize uh, multiple cameras, but it was, uh, uh, we only had uh, one Sony, and then we had to use... Uh, these two HV cannons that uh, we had because uh, the quality didn't uh, really matter as much. So, what right. software are you editing it on? Well, hold on, just let me just ask one thing about the camera for you get software, sure. and then uh, you can ask a question. So, um, the camera now you're shooting this in what 1080p, which is the uh, high def, yeah, mm-hmm. is yeah. that right? right? 1080p, and um. I'm just curious of this kind no, in terms of also the lighting. I mean, did you guys have like, because I know that one of the things that really affects the quality of the film is how well the uh, set is lit and lighting packages are pretty expensive. And, you know, as you notice, when anyone shoots like a, you know, like a standard video uh, in, in, in a, inside and they're not outside with natural light, it can just look awful. So what did you have to do in terms of lighting? Uh, beg, borrow, and steal again. Um, and we yeah. had some old lighting kits that uh, we had that wasn't really up to up to par. Um, and then we did a lot of uh, things with going to Home Depot, and they have like some halogen lights that are really, really cheap. And uh, the lights, get those and use lights, uh, But no joke. But the but the work lights uh, from from Home Depot. If there's anyone uh, uh, listening that wants to do a kind of film or photo lighting on the cheap, they're actually. For, but uh, for the money, they're really effective if you get creative with them. Yeah, we're right. talking about like a a thousand watt, a, a five hundred to thousand watt uh, halogen lights that are like seven bucks, including the casing. Like you know, and that would work well enough because I mean, lighting packages for your key back and spotlights and that kind of stuff, and that can even for a cheap one, it's like five hundred or a thousand dollars just for like a real low yeah. end one. But if you're getting one that's you know good and you have three or four lights, I mean that's going to cost you thousands of dollars. So, you think the halogen lights, just placing them up, you know, hanging them on a wall or something, was able to do eighty to ninety percent of what you needed? Um, it w- it was able to do what we. Uh, what we needed, not what we would prefer. Like, I mean, uh, uh, you get the subjects lit, but it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily give uh, the tones, uh, the tones and the, uh, the subtle shading that you, uh, you would want to go. But you do get creative with it. I mean, it depends on where you... I mean, we were able to hide, hide it a lot. Sometimes uh, uh, you couldn't, and you have to just you know, accept the fact that, you know, that, that the lighting you're, sucks. Oh, yeah, that the lighting <laughs> yeah. sucks if you're on a low-budget shoot. Like, that's like, it's like... <laughs> right, right. It's just, yeah. 
come to terms with the reality of the situation. And like, you're not going to well, have a mo- you're not going to have any movie stars, and you're not going to have a, uh, an expensive lighting package. So that's yeah. just reality, right? Well, exactly. okay, I'm going to ask this question for Justin because because uh, I know he's going to ask it anyway, and then he can move into the software questioning. But tell us a little bit about the audio because Justin's our audio expert, and he's he gets kind of he gets really geeky about the audio and the the mics and <laughs> the production. So uh, I, whatever you can tell us about that would be interesting. Oh, the audio is always been a point of pain um <laughs> because i, I, I like the lighting <laughs> I, I, we can you just i we just don't have the funding to do it the way that it needs to be done to have the quality that it should be uh so uh, we would uh, we would do two things we do like a two-tier approach where we'd have uh, lav mics on all the actors and then also have a boom operator uh, uh catching them um, Jason, a lav, a lav mic is a lavalier mic where you actually wear I the mic. I know what a lav mic is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <Yeah>, break. <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, that would work. Uh, that works uh, sometimes. The problem, the obvious problems are uh, the quality is completely different between, uh, between the mics. And uh, mm-hmm. everything is subject to... Um, depending on the location, subject to uh, the surroundings. So... Our main location had, it was an old, old building, and it had a lot of frayed, uh, uh, shoddy wiring, so it kind of produced a hum on everything. And then it was also at a, like, we also shot at an old train station, so there are still active trains rolling by that. So it's like, you know, all these audio issues that uh, would usually be taken care of by, like, ADR and stuff like that. But like we said before, we had everything uh, for such a limited time, so it wasn't like we could... Uh, uh, shoot an episode, have it edited by the end of the week, and then go back to that location and then re, uh, 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 re-record the audio in the same location to get the uh, the right feel and all that stuff. It it's like you have to get what you can get and then deal with a uh, uh, deal with uh, the consequences in post. So it's like constantly right, right. saying uh, fix it in post. Unfortunately, did you know what in terms of fixing in post? I mean, did you have any particular audio software that you're able to? That able to uh, use that would really help out the situation. As software, it was. It started out with uh, the general in Final Cut, just uh, going through and leveling out and uh, getting the best takes. And sometimes uh, the audio would uh, would even can uh, would even tell us what uh, what take we were going to use, just because it's like even though the better take was another take, it's like the audio is uh, this is the best audio that we can get in this take. So we have to go with it, you know, or, or right. even cut us, uh, uh, even cut something if it was just so bad and it was just too distracting. So, you know, you do have to, you, you know, you have to have some leeway uh, on that, but the software, uh, it would start out in final cut and then, uh, we use uh, either soundtrack or sound booth, uh, depending on uh, the level of, of stuff we want to manipulate. I don't have pro tools. I didn't, you know, we have, we have access to it, but we didn't personally have it on our equipment. So it's, I just want to give you guys a tip. Um, this is, this is our unsolicited advice section. Um, there's a a great piece of software, which, which can do, which can really work miracles. Um, and you guys might want to check it out for just the, the vocals. And it's just a piece of software called Levelator, And it's, it's built for, for podcasts and it just has compression algorithms and equalization algorithms which works. It's free too, isn't it? It's free, yeah, and it just works fantastically for just the vocal section. So when you when you get the audio mixed and edited, you just output that as a as a uh, I guess an AIFF file or a WAV file, 
then run it through Levelator, then bring it back into your project. And you may find that it does a great, a great trick on the audio for you. I'm, I'm downloading like, it now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those cheap tricks like the halogen lamps, you know, Levelator. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and, you, and you, you may be so impressed with the results that you might want to kind of just quickly redo the audio for the, for the existing episodes. I don't know, but ch- anyway, check it out. In, in, in terms of the software, are you guys using like Adobe Premiere or what? what, what do you uh, Final Cut Pro. Final Cut Pro. Yeah. And are you using After Effects to do any of your special effects? Yeah, all the uh, all those special effects stuff are usually done between After Effects and Cinema 4D in, in any okay. 3D modeling. And are you guys doing most of that yourself? Uh, all of that, um, yeah, <laughs> pretty much ourselves. <laughs> so. I mean, I mean, all the effects is all Bracy, and okay. and and actually, um, uh, th- there are more visual effects in the show than you think because uh, there are um, where. Nine times out of ten, if there's if there's a computer monitor or a TV, a TV screen, um, uh, that's um, a visual effect that was uh, comped in by Bracy and After Effects. Right. Oh, cool. So, um, so you know, one of the reasons that I find your story so interesting is, and I'm gonna tell a little story here. So, about this is 1997. I lived with three stuntmen, and one of them was up for being the second, uh, I guess, the second unit director for a Mortal Kombat TV series that was in mm-hmm. consideration. And we're and his name's Billy. And we're like Billy. Listen, you know, don't just go and because and, and the director said or the producer said, look, I want to see some of your reel of some of your stunt coordinating stuff and and things, fight coordinating, and. And uh, we said, well, don't just go to the gym and shoot with your camera recorder and just have people fighting in a gym. Let's do something cool. Let's go up to Vasquez Caves where the Batman cave is, oh, <laughs> and we'll yeah. just we'll create a we'll create a fight scene. So, the uh, you know my buddy Mitch, he coordinated this two minute long sort of you know it was almost like a born identity style of fighting, like a really brutal martial arts type of fight. And we spent two days wow. for eight hours shooting up there with a high eight camera. This is 1997. We shoot eight hours of footage. You know, and, and every shot is like, you know, half a second or a second or two. And we're cutting it. And we take back, we use this compression video that took this analog S video in, in. And we had like a 10 megabyte hard drive, 10 megabyte hard drive or something. We bring this thing on. And, and, and we, because the hard drive is so small, we can only bring in like a few seconds at a time from the camera. You hit play on the camera, you hit record on your audio and Adobe Premiere. And cut the whole thing together. And we had a two-minute fight. Uh, and then we put in the music and everything. And... A couple of things. One thing is those guys said that for years later they got work off of that reel, off of that. Really? Wow. That, yeah, it was, they were like, you'd be surprised, man. We took this around and people loved the fight because it, re- it was a really well-coordinated fight. And, but, I mean, it was an absolute blast. And the way, what I learned in preparation for it, I, re- I had a book on vid- shooting video. And I said, all right, let me read about route lighting. Okay, key, bat, spotlight. Okay, let's talk about ang- uh, camera angles. You know, establish, you know, a master shot, uh, POV, insert, don't cross the line, that kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, got it. Let's go shoot this thing. <laughs> and, I mean, it was an absolute, it was one of the most favorite weekends of my life that we did that. And ever since then, I'm just like, God, I want to go shoot something. I'm going to do that again. That was so fun. And the technology keeps getting better and better and better. We did it with a height camera and a 10 megabyte hard drive. And now that they have HD and all these cameras, I mean, it's just amazing what you can do. And, but it's, what also surprising is more people aren't doing it. That you guys have gone out and done it, but I guess it's just so much work that nobody's, that's why people aren't doing this stuff, right? Well, um, I think a lot of people are doing it. I think that um, it's just harder to to uh, it's 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 funny because um, uh, the internet um, 
and uh, and high um, high uh, bandwidth connections and then the cost of equipment. But the but the technology is such that you can get your your stuff out there um, uh, more easily than ever before. I mean, I mean, everyone knows that. I mean, it's almost a cliche. But to be, but to be, but to be saying that because I mean it's not. But um, I think that there's so much stuff that it's it's actually harder to be noticed. Strangely, okay. Well, in terms of being noticed, one thing I want to ask you about that is: so you guys decided to distribute it using uh, torrents, um, yeah. and and um, you know even though I'm a tech guy, I've never really done that, so I had to download a, a you know whatever a BitTorrent client and and uh, and figure out how to get the show. And I'm curious why you did it that way as opposed to say putting it up on YouTube or something because YouTube you have that recommend you know there'll be shows that'll be similar and and people can kind of discover it. What was yeah. the what was the reasoning behind that? Uh, you want to take this, Bracey? Or uh, I mean, it was exactly that. It was uh, I, the fact that oh, we could embed this show, even if it wasn't going out like on Pirate Bay, like it's out now. Probably not by the time this comes out. But um, uh, not only just being uh, marketed by being on the front uh, front page of all these websites, but if uh, people were download who who go to these sites to download TV shows. Uh, if they saw this show embedded the same way that uh, another show was embedded that they like, like Dexter or, or, or Doctor Who or something like that, uh, uh, that they would be like, "Oh, hey, let me uh, let me check out this show, see what this is. I haven't heard of it," and download oh, it. Oh, so okay. So you think the discovery engine through their BitTorrent clients is as good or better than the discovery engine of, say, uh, YouTube? Well, uh, it's for a certain segment of people. Um, I think that that. That um, uh, the people who would find the show on YouTube are not the same people who find the show um, uh, uh, via the uh, 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 the BitTorrent uh, communities. Um, we do uh, uh, what we've uh, what we've uh, st- started to do is we release the the episodes on BitTorrent first, and then about a week later, we posted on some more accessible uh, uh, st- uh, streaming sites for everybody else. Um, and, and, and actually, I tried to get the episodes up on YouTube, uh, but, but, but I didn't want to that is, split them up into parts because, you know, they have like a, a 10 or 15 minute or right. 20. Um, uh, so, but, but to do that, but you need to get um, a... Um, a, a special account that uh, they need to uh, they need to approve, and it's it's some kind of it's uh, based on how many views you get uh, and 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 a whole but a whole other things uh, a whole other um, a bunch of things. Um, and I I tried to get one of those accounts, but they we weren't approved. So, oh, I, uh, uh, yeah. So I mean, oh. I mean the episodes would be up on YouTube, but but I don't. Um, Work, what's happening is uh, uh, people are uploading it themselves uh, uh, who uh, who do have those uh, uh, special accounts. I forget I forget what they're called now, or uh, are willing to uh, split the <laughs> the episode up into bits and put it out there. Right. So, are you guys getting? Con- have you been contacted by any like networks, any like Sci-Fi Channel, or any any who are who are kind of sort of interested in what you've done and can, want to talk to you about doing something at a larger scale? Or we have talked to uh, uh, people from Sci-Fi, and we have talked to um, a, a representatives from uh, different artist agencies. But 
uh, nothing. Uh, uh, the the approach uh, for most of the artist agencies were uh, uh, a more of a traditional like, all right, well, we're going to attach some big names and uh, sell the show. And we're but like, yeah, well, that, yeah. I mean, well, that's, basically, that's great, but that's not what we want to do. <laughs> right? Yeah. The, um, uh, but I think uh, once again, it's like what I was saying before with the pilot. Um, I still think people don't really know what uh, to make of us yet. Right. I don't think that people know um, uh, what to do with the show. So um, I think that that a lot of it is, um, I think um, there's a lot of wait and see. Um, I mean, you know, see what, see what happens with it, which is one of the reasons why why I think it's so it's um, I think once we uh, complete this season, so the next uh, two episodes that we need to shoot, I think that um, like I was saying before, uh, once uh, you can um, uh, you can hand uh, the season to somebody and be like, uh, uh, you should watch this show when they're able to sit down, um, have uh, a kind of a full kind of a narrative, a narrative experience with like a beginning a middle and some closure at the end but like you know when it's it it's a simple it's i think that um uh, we know the idea the idea of the long the long tail but i think that sure. uh we're gonna get uh, but the my but my thinking is that uh the show is uh, uh going to have its real life when um when it's when this season is done um, but I think that uh, people are going to uh, discover it and and be able to watch it. Uh, um, so I mean that's great, um, but uh, for us right now that kind of uh, uh, leaves us in a place where you know it we can't really plan for that to happen. Can you? Okay, so what about um, you know in terms of funding it? I mean, what about just embedding some advertising in it? I mean, it sounds like you have like you you know I saw. Uh, I think I saw some numbers like you have like one point one and three quarters million, almost two million downloads. I mean, it seems like you should be able to embed some advertising and actually make some money that way. Oh, uh, you, you would think. think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's uh, the song uh, we've been singing from the beginning. Yeah, we were right. like, who wouldn't want these numbers and like the demographic? And it was just like, it, it, it blows our mind. Because like advertising on YouTube, it's like the people who are trolling those sites like that site and those videos day in, day out, aren't the people who are spending money. Like they're like 14 year old kids who are like put, pumping up those numbers for, uh, uh, for their favorite shows and stuff like that. Sure. And then like, yeah, everybody, like we all go to YouTube, but who spends all day on YouTube? We usually go there. I mean, from my experience, I usually go there when somebody directs me to something that's on YouTube or right. I know that there's something before I get there. I don't usually spend a lot of time searching. Sure. Um, Whereas uh, uh, the situation with us, it's like uh, we have the numbers that go to these websites and they're generally in that sweet spot demographic of 18 to 34 male oriented uh, uh, audience. And it's like, you know, it's like and, it, and especially and especially <laughs> especially if they're they're uh, downloading the show um, uh, with uh, a BitTorrent client, they're obviously uh, tech savvy and are probably are probably um, a lot of, of early adopters and like, you know, people who spend a lot of money on, 
on electronics and 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 computers and 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 software and stuff. I well, you would think someone would see the value um, in uh, in speaking directly to those people. And I think that I mean, once again, I think uh, people don't understand what it is that we're doing yet. But right. I don't think that uh, I don't think that um, uh, people uh, uh, get. What, what, but I don't think that people understand uh, what we're talking about when we're like the um the, the, the we're putting it out through uh, uh through torrents and like blah 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 and like it's this and it's that. Do you have someone who's very experienced um, at selling online media working for you to get ad placements on this, or is it just you talking to people? Uh, no, that uh, this definitely speaks to the limitations of of our capabilities because. Uh, uh, Josh and I are like, uh, 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 we're concentrating on the show, like getting it done and getting it out. Um, and we don't have somebody who is th- their main concentration is is uh, promoting, marketing, uh, uh, finding people who would be interested in like that's twenty four seven their uh, their main focus. Are you signed up to an agency who can do that? Uh, no, we're not. Okay, well, I mean, I just want to say, just I mean, this is my opinion, but. I would be 99.99% positive that you can get sponsorship if you just cut a deal with the right person in terms of someone, you know, an, an agent who was already placing ads on podcasts and things like that. And those do, you have, people, do, you have any, do you have any specific advice for her? Them to come yeah, if you, go, if you go to Libsyn, um, Libsyn.com, um, I think there's a, or I think they have a, a subsidiary called Wizard Media, Media, or maybe they work with a company called Wizard Media. Wizard Media owns Libsyn, I think. Okay, so, so so some somewhere in the mix, Wizard Media have people who place ads in podcasts and in online media, and those are the kind of guys you should talk to, cut a deal. And I mean, seriously, it's it's a no brainer. With with a million people watching an episode, you could definitely definitely get some you know some sensible money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll 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 definitely investigate that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, um. Yeah. But, you know, uh, we have spoken to one or two um uh people who. Um, who I, who do sell, um, who do sell advertising for uh, for online media. But um, uh, uh, the one guy that we talked to, who seemed to be kind of 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 of, of known in those in those circles, he, um, I don't think he he even understood uh, what we were doing. Right, right. So uh, because saying he was saying for you. Uh, but your show needs to be short and it needs to be funny. Uh, <laughs> right. What he, okay. What he was telling us, uh, uh, he was like, "Well, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, those numbers are impressive, but like, uh, you guys are 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 doing it wrong. I mean, like, you know, for but, but for stuff to work on the internet, it's got to be short form, and it has to be a comedy, and um." Uh, See that's we were, a, that's a stupid way that like people people in in uh, Andy's uh, studios think that they just pattern no, match. Right? No, I know it's very it'll, it's it'll, uh, uh, to the point where I mean the conversation would go something like uh, he would say that and then we would be like but 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 we got we got we got over a million downloads on yes. this <laughs> on this video it's right here I'm showing it to you but it's like but yeah but it doesn't work it's got to be short and it's got to be funny <laughs> and I'm like it's like it what is else working. Can, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what else could? Uh, the, 
but but so I mean that's um, the kind of thing that um, uh, we're we're experiencing now, which is really why I keep saying this. But I really don't think that uh, people. Well, there's no uh, precedent for what this is specifically. I mean, uh, there are things that um, have certain certain elements of this project, but but I don't think that anyone really it 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 doesn't fit into a neat category. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I personally think po- podcast advertising is extremely similar. I don't see the difference between you know there's there's thousands of podcasts that are very serious that lasts for half an hour to an hour, and they have they get advertising. So I just don't see why you yeah why, I, I agree. I, yeah, you guys. I think you guys. If you guys just stay at it and keep talking to people, someone's gonna someone's gonna wake up and realize that this is an opportunity for them. I you mean, just you haven't met the right person. That's all. It's it's not. It's nothing to do with people in general. Not on. That, sorry, I'm <laughs> I'm speaking against what you're saying, but I, my feeling is it's not. It's not to do with people in general not understanding. It's just that you just need to meet that right person. He, he, yeah, well, he, they're just yeah. dealing with num with numbskull executives who don't understand, who can't think for themselves, and they just pattern match, and that's that's the problem. They just gotta. But um, so we got to close out the show in a minute because Justin um Justin has has, has uh, been skyping me that he has to go. So uh, let's uh, I'm gonna have, just have one two real quick questions to close it out. So um, Robert Rodriguez, uh, who I, he wrote a great wrote a great book a while back called Rebel Without a Crew about how he shot this show El Mariachi and he was just, he was the one man crew. Like he said, he did the camera, he did the sound. They just went down to Mexico where his buddy was from and shot this sort of film, which was it, was it, which, you know, it was a complete movie. And, and then that sort of launched his career because eventually people discovered it and he was given other opportunities. And, what what that what, that was inspiring to me because it was just showed you that if you want to do something you can just do it and that's what you guys have done you guys just went out and said we want to make a tv show and we're just going to do it we're not going to ask anyone's permission we're just going to go and make it happen and for your advice for any other uh, aspiring filmmakers writers directors i mean what would you tell them what would be your advice exactly what you just said um i mean i mean 90% of it is showing up Right. And it's it, it it it's really surprising when you really realize that 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 I mean, I mean, it's it's one thing to hear it from uh, from people and to uh, to know it intellectually. But but uh, um, uh, when you do just go out and do something, you know, but every but every step of the way, it's it, it it's just reinforced. The reason this is happening is because uh uh, we made that um, first uh, leap, uh, okay. but which is but which is but which is a hard thing to get to because it's 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 scary. But uh, but and, and, yeah, and to be honest, I don't think it was even just like one big leap as much as it was like it's like all right, well, we want to do this, and and it's like well, there there are all these like major steps, and then it's like all right, well. Oh, we're going to need somebody to help us with that. And then oh, we couldn't get help with that. And so we just did it ourselves. And then like all these other things, it's like, and, and bit by bit, it's like, oh, we need help doing that. Oh, oh, well, we can't. So let's just do it this way by ourselves. And then uh, uh, by the end, uh, you look back and you're like, oh, we just did it all already. And, and that was it. We just That's right. we did it all yeah. ourselves. And so, and, and, which is kind of an interesting thing to look back and be like, oh, well, I guess we didn't need anybody to really uh, do this for us. It's just uh, being able to uh, convince yourself that you can uh, uh, strap, strap yourself in and just uh, go for the ride. 
Well, you know, it's like you look at these um, TV shows and movies and they have these gigantic crews and humongous budgets and they're stuck with these big studios. And it just seems incomprehensible that a small group of people from almost nothing can do it, much less somebody like Robert Rodriguez can do it with himself as the entire crew. Or was the guy who did the movie Monsters, um, Gareth Edwards, who and he was the one man crew. Did you guys have you heard of that movie Monsters? Uh, I've heard of it. Yeah. But I yeah. So he. Yeah, I saw the trailer. I haven't seen it yet, but you know, it, it, it apparently it was eighty four hundred dollars equipment, and he was the only guy. And they just went out and and they just sort of improvised a lot of it, and uh, with the general outline of the story. And it apparently, it was a, turned out to be a pretty good movie. But it's just you know, when people are given constraints, that just you don't have the resources. If you want to do it, just do it. And I think that's it's just it's just amazing when you see it happens. And I think it's it's just, it's amazing. I think people surprise themselves at what they can do on their own if they just decide to do it. You know. I agree. And, uh, yeah. So we yeah. give you. I mean, we. I mean, I. You know, all the power to you guys. You guys. I mean, it's. I am personally very impressed with what you pulled off. I'm a fan of the show, and I'm a fan of just what you're trying to do in general. So I, I hope it. Um, I hope it blows up. I hope you guys can maybe find some advertising in the <laughs> short term. <laughs> you want a million isn't enough for you. Uh, no, I mean, blows up in terms of I, 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 what I want is I want them to, I hope that they meet the right person or maybe one of our listeners contacts them and knows how to help them out with advertising and they can start paying their bills and yeah. cover their costs a little better. better and, and, then, and then in that time, they can shoot enough episodes so that Sci-Fi Network or somebody wakes up and says, hey, let's give these guys a couple million dollars and, and shoot a, a full season of this. Um, uh, what, uh, what you just described is what I'm thinking about every night right before I go to sleep. <laughs> that whole, that whole, that whole arc. But uh, um, we really, really do appreciate um, uh, but, uh, those words. I mean, uh, part of 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 doing this, uh, the way that we're doing it, is really um, uh, the the positive uh, feedback. It really makes a. It, it goes a long way. I don't know how else to um, explain it, but like it really, it it really does have a me- a measurable um, uh, uh, value. But like you know, when we when we hear that uh, people are seeing it and and liking it and appreciating it, that really um, affects uh, the energy that we have when we're working on it that day. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So thanks. Hey, hey, I just had a thought. Um, in terms of financing, um, I, my thought was originally kind of selfish, but then I thought actually that could that could apply to you guys and it could help you guys out. I was thinking, hey, it would be nice to get a million people um, to to put my product up in front of those million people, but my product is basically completely unrelated and it wouldn't make any money. But there are a bunch. But what I do is I have this affiliate program. And there are a number of products on the web that have affiliate programs that you can sign up to and earn anywhere from, you know, up to 50% revenue of the sales of that thing. So could you find a, an affiliate program online that was very related to your product, to, to, well, to your show? To demographic, um, to, really. To your demographic. So, for example, it, it could be, you know, like you're saying, the, the, the electronic sales, et cetera, et cetera. And what you do is you just, set, you just put that ad on there and then you set up your own special domain name, which is pioneer1.tv forward slash affiliate or whatever, whatever the link is that you want those people to go to. And, say, and just say, look, at the end of the show, look, if, if you really want to buy that product, go to that link. That helps us out because we get a cut of the sales from that. And, mm. uh, that That's could, kind of interesting. That's kind of a new way of thinking of advertising for uh, TV uh, shows, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. You're kind of melding sort of what internet advertising with media. That yeah. would be interesting. 
you could make that work. It's different. Sure. It's interesting. It's interesting, and, and you've you've got you know you've got the traffic, you've got the viewers, so why not give it a try? You know. <laughs> But no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And 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 I actually don't think that um, when you're saying uh, your uh, your uh, product, are you talking about uh, this podcast? No, I'm talking about uh, because you we don't make any money in this podcast either. Right. Um, but what I'm talking about is uh, plugio.com, which is my. Um, it's basically a, a Twitter productivity tool. <laughs> it's completely not related to. Uh, no, uh, but that's actually not. Uh, it's actually not true, though, because I think uh, for the same reason that I was uh, uh, talking about before, I think that uh, the kind of people who who are uh, the early adopters of the show, essentially, I think those are the kinds of people where um, you're more likely to find someone who would who would have a use for a product like that. Well, uh, Twitter for business software. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. I mean, if you listen, if you want to put if you want to put Twitter for Business software in front of you know a million people, I'm I'll be bloody happy about that. But I, I, I'm just not sure that it's it's it's, right. it's going to maximize the revenue for you. But sure. I mean, hey, if, have a look around at all the affiliate products on the on the net, and if my little app choose, you know turns out to be the best product for your your show. Yeah. So hey, for, so for them, it. what they'd I guess to optimize for them, they would want to pick products that they think would most most fit their demographic, right? Yeah, exactly. That's where they would make the most money. So rather than, as opposed to going to some agency and says, hey, do you have some ad inventory that fits our demographic? And put, and then they'll say, yes, and we'll pay you X dollars um, per episode to put it up there or X dollars per download. Um, then the, 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 other, the way you're describing is they would go look at all the different affiliate products that are out there, try and pick the ones that think would best be aligned with their demographic and then advertise those through in, yeah the, it, it could be that or you could go broader um I, i'm not sure what well, for for example i think shopping.com right it, it's a, it's an entire affiliate system that you can find any kind of product you want and you can set up an affiliate account with shopping.com i think and maybe you could tell people look if you're going to buy if you were thinking of buying any stuff online over the next few months we'd really appreciate it if you could go to shopping.com forward slash pioneer one and then just anything you buy on you know through through shopping.com will will get a slice of the action. You know. It's not a bad idea. I mean, it might be worth trying anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's good. And yeah. Yeah, you know, anyway, guys, I you know, I however however it happens, I hope it happens. <laughs> I hope right. you guys can pay the bills cuz you deserve to make you guys deserve to at least pay your uh, pay your bills from this. I mean, as much effort and work you put into as much value you've created. So, you know, that would and, be nuts. We, yeah, we wish you the best of luck, and um, you know, hopefully, maybe we can have you back some point down the line after you re- reach another level of success, and and uh, you can tell us about how it happened for you. We'd love to come back. This was a lot of fun. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for taking the time. We really appreciate you having having you on the show. And uh, yeah, thank you very much. It's been awesome. Yeah, it's been thanks, great. Guys. So, all right, that's a wrap. We're out.